This 2023 AFC West season player props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August the 22nd, currently 4.05 on the East Coast. We're just so excited to talk about these player props. We just came back the next day and did uh, doing another division, and probably the most exciting division that we're going to talk about today. We got the AFC West division, and joining me, as usual, got my guys here to help me break it all down. First up, I got my guy Chris here with me. Chris, how you feeling this Tuesday afternoon, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Pleasure to be on the show. Break down the the, the player props in this division as always. Um, and uh, I know me and Ryan kind of talked about it last, uh, in the last show. You know, we, we, it's starting to sauce up a little bit. You know, this is what the people came for. You know, they want to they want to know some overs. They want to know how we view on some of these high uh, you know high profile players. Um, at, at a lot of different, uh, you know, positions. So I'm excited to break it down with you guys. Let's, let's jump into it. We're getting into the, to the, uh, I guess the meat we should, we should say of the, of the, uh, the, the division uh, player props here with AFC West. I know a lot of uh, a lot of great talent as far as quarterbacks go, at least for two teams, at least. But uh, and some great receivers and all that good stuff in this division. But also joining us, the hardest working man in the gambling Twitter verse and uh, the industry, I should say, it's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how you feeling this Tuesday afternoon, my man? I am feeling fantastic. I'm so glad we're back for a back to back day because uh, yeah, I, this is this is where it gonna this is where it's gonna get really fun. Right now, we got a lot of great players to talk about, especially in this division alone. So, uh, yeah, man, I am I'm ready. Let's go. It fits very nicely because the guys, uh, Scott and Terrell, just finished, just literally finished the AFC West division preview um, at, right around like two minutes before us. And they went through the win totals and now we're going through the player props. So it's uh, very nicely uh, for us. So, again, if you haven't already listened to the division previews on the NFL gambling podcast, uh, go ahead and do so. We're going through those. Um, division by division, of course, here on the PropCast as well, like we talk about our player props. So, gentlemen, the AFC West, uh, led by the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We also have the Los Angeles Chargers in this division, also the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos, who have been a very, uh, I guess, fun uh, topic of discussion, at least over the past several seasons, with uh, Russell. Uh, I was going to say Russell Westbrook, Chris, uh, Russell Wilson uh, at the quarterback position, and now with Sean Payton taking over as the head coach. Uh, he can pass to him, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe, man. I don't know what's going on with these Russells in these sports, but uh, yeah, we got Sean Payton over at the head coaching spot for the Denver Broncos. I know a new offensive coordinator as well for the Los Angeles Chargers, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, at least for those two teams and also the chiefs because they lost now Eric B he went over to Washington, like we talked about. So a lot of uh, offensive uh, game plans changing here. The Raiders have a new quarter uh, quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's going to be fun to kind of go through all this. So gentlemen, let's just kick it right off. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off with your first player prop in this AFC West uh, division? All right, well, let's go straight to those Denver Broncos with their brand new head coach and Russell Wilson in his second year in this offense. You may think I want to take a Russell Wilson over. No, sir. I am going to take a Russell Wilson under. I'm going to take his under on passing TDs. The number is set at 24 and a half. You're going to get even money on this plus 100 to take his under. And look, I know that Russ can cook. I get it. I know that he's cooked before. I know that, in fact, he's reached over this mark, uh, especially, what, three, four of his last six seasons. However... The last two seasons have been sort of a wash for him. Uh, actually, he did he did cross this uh, the last season. He was in 
uh, Seattle, but barely by tw- at 25. But he joined the Broncos. He only threw for 16 touchdowns last season. Granted, he missed a couple games in that span too. But, I mean, listen, this is not necessarily a high-powered offense for Russell Wilson. They didn't do a whole lot over the offseason to address his receiving core, which some can argue and say, but Rod, he's got Cortland Sutton, he's got Jerry Judy. Yeah, he does. He had him last season too. And he only threw for 16 touchdowns. I know that he probably he may get a few more, but I think we're looking at maybe 21 to 22, right? I think well, he'll get maybe uh, uh, six more at least, or maybe seven more. I don't see him getting a full amount that he needs to get into because who else is going to catch any more touchdowns, right? I mean, they want to run the ball too. They, they brought in Javante Williams to do exactly that, right? Russell Wilson has always been in an offense where there's been a lot of run heavy, Marshawn Lynch, right? Even the last couple of years with the running back team he had there. So he's going to have to, he's going to have to lean on that running back again this season. I don't think he's going to, his best years are, are behind him. And I think he even knows that too. So I think 22, 23 touchdowns, maybe, but I don't think he's going to get to 24 and, or even 25. I think everybody's expecting a huge bounce back year from Russell Wilson this upcoming season. And I think he'll definitely improve, but I don't. I don't think you get any worse than you did uh, last season with Nathaniel Hackett as the head coaching uh, at the head coach for the Denver Broncos. But obviously, Sean Payne is going to change the culture there. He brings. He's a great offensive mind, right? But I think that number one um, for Russell Wilson, I, I think that he'll improve, but I think it'll be a steady improvement year over year because again, this is a brand new offensive system as well. Um, he's been in three different offensive systems over the past three years. I know Seattle, he obviously was there for a very long time. Um, probably ran a, a very, probably the same offensive scheme with Pete Carroll. Um, and then he came into his first season with the Denver Broncos with the debacle that was with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. And now you have Sean Payton kind of cleaning house and opening it up uh, a new offensive system as well. So, um, again, when we talk about new coaches, new coordinators, all that coming in, there are going to be some growing pains. I'm with Rod. I think that there's probably in the realm of around 20 in the realm of around 20 to 23 touchdown passes for Denver Broncos. And again, I think that if they, when, if they do win games, it's probably going to be an ugly games because they have a pretty good defense, right? I think the secondary is one of the best in the entire league, but, um, I agree about the under here for uh, Russell Wilson. Chris, thoughts on Russell Wilson for his touchdown passes upcoming season? Yeah, I couldn't get there with the over. Um, I think when we think about when you think about expectations, and this was the probably the quarterback in the team that I spent the most time on. When you think about expectations, they they you know went way under last year, only uh, winning what they won what five games last year, and Russell Wilson was the most. Sack quarterback, 55 sacks. I do remember reading that as well. I don't have it right in front of me on my notes, but that projected win total is up to eight and a half. And what you said, you know, while we do expect, I think a lot of us expect some regression to the mean, like they weren't supposed to be that bad. Like I think we spent most of last season just saying, oh man, that was kind of crazy what happened to the Denver Broncos (laughs) last week. And then the the next week would come and we would say the same thing. We're like, hold on, is this, is this the new norm for for the Denver Broncos? Like what, what is going on with with Russell, so um, I, I think you made another great point, you know, which was, you know, just that in, in all sports, but I think more so in football than basketball, it just takes a while, right? Yeah. Like when you bring in, you're trying to integrate all these different things, right? Football is very, I mean, it's not basketball. It's not hockey. Well, it's not hockey, but it's not boxing where it's like a one-on-one type thing, right? Like everybody has to be in unison. And we, we're talking about new offensive linemen. We're talking about new head, a new head coach. Uh, we're talking about coordinators um, and what Ron said, he's a year older. So while he will want to be, you know, like play better, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go over this number. The last point I want to make me off is that um, Rod mentioned all the teams that what, that Russell Wilson has been on, like in the run the ball. He's also a runner too. So yeah. that, that, that's another way that they could score the ball without it necessarily being, you know, him running for the touchdown, uh, him throwing for the touchdown. So I would take the under if I'm playing Russell Wilson at all on this one. Last season, uh, Russell Wilson had two games where he for, threw for three touchdowns exactly. Uh, and then he had one game where he had two touchdown passes every other game. So 14 of the remaining 17 
or either no touchdown passes or one touchdown pass for Russell Wilson. So we'll see if he is able to at least improve um, this season. Uh, but asking him to get over this number of 24 and a half, is it, Rod? Yep. Uh, to, that's a nine touchdown improvement. I just don't see that happening at least this year for Russell Wilson. Chris, take us over to player prop number one, my man. What do you got? So I'm going quarterback, different team, of course, but I'm looking at Jimmy G. And and it's a big, big caveat to this one. I need this guy to be available. I need him to be in the game. But I like his passing yards. It's only available, I think, over at DraftKings. And and you can get plus money on it as well. So, you know, I tried to throw that little wrinkle in there. You know, Rod's giving out all the plus money value on the show. I tried to find one as well. But plus under, right? So I'm getting my money back, you know, whatever I invest. Uh, this is a number that Jimmy has actually cleared in uh, both of his seasons, in his last two seasons, that he's actually played at least 15 games. Plus, I think, you know, with the, you know, he's the new addition to the team. Um, but they also, you know, they, he has a really good wide receiving core. I like the wide receiving core a lot. We talk about Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, who came over in free agency. Um, and then, of course, he has Hunter Renfro as well. Yeah. Um, if we can get just get Jimmy G to, like I said, to stay healthy, I think coming off a season where he threw for 2,400 yards in the, in the 11 games that he did play, um, it, if you go back and look, if you just kind of do the math, he was on pace for, for 3,700 yards last season. Um, the Raiders made a lot of changes over the offseason to me, but the biggest question mark I think that they still haven't played is their secondary. Um, with changes, I think, I want to say to every position except one, um, they're going to, I still think they're going to be playing behind. They're going to give up a lot of points and they're going to need him to be able to sling that thing around. So, uh, I like it though, for those reasons. I also looked at w- one last point, the Raiders, they have the second most difficult schedule in the league. If, if, yep. you, could, if you go and check that out as well. And the offensive line actually ranks 19 coming into the season, which is by far the worst in this division. Um, I think Jimmy will have to throw the ball. I think, um, a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, even though, and a lot, even though he has uh, the league's leading rusher from last season, we know, mm-hmm. you know, the running back that he had with Josh Jacobs. I just um, think that the Raiders, just looking at the numbers, they still finished 11th in pass attempts and they finished bottom 11 in rush attempts um, in, you know, Josh McDaniels uh, first season as head coach. So, you know, he's a fairly gifted offensive, you know, mas- mastermind, I would say as well. So give me, give me Jimmy G to go over the 30. 30- 3,300 and a half uh, passing yards this, this year. I like that one. Yeah, I was looking to, I was curious to see what Jimmy G's number was when we were, we were uh, handicapping and, and looking for our player props for this division. And I wanted to get to an under with Jimmy G, but that number is way too low at 33 and a half, right? Uh, sorry, 3,300 and a half. Um, and for the reasons that you mentioned, is the biggest thing that sticks out is number one, they have the second most difficult or they're tied for the most difficult uh, schedule this upcoming season. Um, and they're also going to be playing in a, behind in a lot of games, right? Because you take a look at their positional rankings, at least for the defensive side, they're bottom five in most of those categories, right? We talk about front seven. Uh, they are ranked number 20. Where am I at? Number 29. Secondary is ranked number 30. That's out of 32 teams. Um, so now offensively, they're, they're running back groups, top 10. Receivers, like Chris, you mentioned, they're top 10. Uh, one of the better ones are actually ranked number seven. As far as wide receiver group, a lot of that is has to do with Devontae Adams. So, again, health is always a concern. We talked about that. that's been the kind of the theme as we're kind of going through these divisions here. But if Jimmy G is able to stay there, I think, again, playing just purely playing from behind, I think that he's going to be able to get over this number uh, for sure for the Raiders here. Uh, Rod, thoughts on Jimmy G? As somebody who enjoyed watching Jimmy in his own favorite team's uniform for a couple of years, I, you know, I, the hope is always out there for him to have a fantastic season. He is capable of doing it. It's just, he's got to stay healthy. That's, that's like the biggest thing, like you said. So yeah, I think you can do it, especially with that receiving core. If he did it with the Niners receiving core, right. With, was just Debo for the most part. And Brandon, yeah. I, I think he could do it with Hunter Renfro. Uh, and you, like you said, Jacoby Myers, and of course, Devonte Adams, who, you know, 1400 yards last season for Devonte. that that's a pretty good chunk for him. So I like it. I like the over on that one. It's, it's a low number for Jimmy G, but if he can stay healthy, he'll get there. All right. It's it's that time. That's why we're here. Division uh, previews, NFL player prop previews, college football starting this week. NFL and college football is officially back. College football is officially back. Week zero kicks off this weekend. And the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook are all back right now. 
New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Like I mentioned, week zero uh, for college football is this weekend. We have uh, the uh, Navy taking on Notre Dame and a lot of other games on the week zero schedule. So kick off the new season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use promo code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. If you're in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill uh, Casino and Resorts, Kansas, 21 years or older in most uh, eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsibility gambling resources. Bonus bets expire in seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. DraftKings slash football terms. And speaking of football being back, you're going to want to get out to those football games, whether it's college football, whether it's NFL week one, or even throughout the season. It doesn't have to be week one. And maybe you're a baseball junkie like myself, or you want to get out to the ballpark before the season ends, or if you want to go watch your team uh, in the MLB playoffs and you need tickets, it doesn't have to be sports. If you have a comedy show that's in town, or you have a theater uh, that uh, a play or something that you want to see that's in your area, you need to download the Game Time app. And when we talk about buying tickets, um, you don't want to be stressed out about it. That's why game time comes in. They will hunt down the best uh, tickets for you and make it as least stressful as possible for you. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have at these events. Some of their Great features on their app is a flash deals and last minute tickets. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of uh, event in your area, like I mentioned. But my most favorite part about the app is when you go to find those tickets and you click on those tickets, a little image is going to pop up of what view you have in that uh, venue. And that's the best part about it because you won't have any surprises once you get to the venue. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting and exactly what you're going to be able to see. So forget planning in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And they're so confident that they have the lowest price that if you find a ticket in the same section, the same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So to take advantage of this, make sure you download the app. Game time app, create an account and use promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices are guaranteed. All right, guys. Um, player prop number one for me. I'm putting my balls to the wall or on the table, I should say. You guys talked about Jimmy G. You guys talked about uh, Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take the under on his passing yards for this upcoming season. And that is currently sitting at 4,800 and a half passing yards for this upcoming season. I think that's over at DraftKings is the best number that I've found. Okay, now when we come back at the end of the regular season and when Patrick Mahomes has thrown for another 5,000-yard season, I will eat crow. But a um, couple of reasons why I do like this, right? And I, I did take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think the first year we did the propcast for this, and, and, and it got there for me. And, uh, and the, uh, some of those games he did miss for injury. Uh, but so let me start with this. First, he's coming off of the MVP season. Last time he won the MVP, the regular season MVP, I should say. 2018, he followed that season up by throwing for 4,031 yards. He only played 14 games. I think that was a year where he had that, I want to say that knee injury uh, right at the goal line. Um, he's gone over this projection in three of the seasons uh, for the Chiefs, but there are other factors where I like this, right? First, I, I'm really curious to see how this team is going to uh, look offensively without your Eric Bieniemy on the sideline. I know Eric, Andy Reid, and Eric Bieniemy were the ones that, you know, obviously are the masterminds behind the offense and all the success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had. 
But now it's on the shoulders of Andy Reid to make those uh, play calls. And, you know, maybe they use the same game plan that they've had that, uh, over the past several years. Where they've won two Super Bowls and having the best, arguably the best quarterback of all time under center. Um, but is that going to make a difference for this offense? I think we'll, we'll see that in the first couple of weeks. Second, do we see this team relying on the run a little more to protect Patrick Mahomes coming off of that Super Bowl? Because, again, you paid him, you, you pretty much have him in a Chiefs uniform more than likely for the rest of his career. You want to protect your investment. You want to protect one of the best quarterbacks of all time already. They have Isaiah Pacheco, who had a great rookie season last year for this team. You still have uh, Jarek McKinnon in that backfield as well, and also Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who they drafted in the first round a couple seasons ago in the draft as well. So do we see somewhat of a, a, a maybe not a significant shift, but do we see them rely more on the running game? Also, they have somewhat of a difficult passing uh, defense uh, schedule where they play six teams that are ranked inside the top 10 as far as pass defenses and another three teams that are rated above league average uh, this upcoming season. Now, again, it's ballsy. I know a lot of people, Patrick Mahomes, you think about it, take the overs on everything that he does because he's 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 him. But I'm going to take a gamble here. Coming off of the MVP season, I think, and also maybe a Super Bowl hangover for this team, maybe a little bit of regression from Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he gets 4,600 yards, maybe 4,700. I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit. Patrick Mahomes under 4,800 and a half passing yards for the upcoming season here, Rod. Uh, tell me I'm crazy. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I want to tell you you're crazy. I mean, look at the thing about it is, is that when you and now you got to factor in too. he's just coming off of this quarterback show, too. Right. I mean, he's just had that documentary following yeah. around that year. There's distraction. I was surprised at how like the contrast between Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, like they're all this flashiness that Patrick Mahomes has. And Kirk Cousins is just like, yeah, I'm going to chill and watch Netflix tonight. And Patrick Mahomes is like, oh, I'm out of your party and blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> I mean, not that that has anything to do with anything, but like you see what Patrick Mahomes is up against. It is hard to maintain that sort of pace of life and play on the field. So at some point it's going to catch up to him. Could be this season. I think you're right about the Super Bowl hangover. There's a lot going on in that guy's life. So for him to maintain 5,000 yards every single season is asinine. So can he do it? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's a good player, but I don't know. I don't know if he's got it in him this year to get 4,800, let alone 4,700 yards. He also has that nutcase of a brother that he calls Jackson that he has to deal with as well. Was, I don't know what goes on in that guy's brain, but Chris, talk to me, man. Crazy or, or I don't know. Talk to me. It is crazy, you know. It is crazy, <laughs> but 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 sometimes you got to be crazy to gamble on sports. And I, I I would be right there with you. I couldn't get to the over because of some of the things that you said. Uh, he also could get lost in that like three million uh, square foot mansion that he bought as well. Like that the golf that course that he has crazy. in the back with a hole that he put in. Ah, yeah. Like like this dude has like like go back to Rob's point. It's a you know it's just a lot going on in his life, and I won't beat a dead horse, but uh, you know. The public won't like this one, you know. They, they'll they'll uh, equate it to taking Steph Curry's unders for his threes for the season. Yeah, yeah. very <laughs> but, similar. But um, you know, with the numbers set that high, I I just you know me considering myself a, a sharp better, I, I I couldn't play the over. There's too many different things that could happen, right? We yeah. we didn't talk about injury, which we saw you know him limp into and out of you know the field last year in in a couple couple scenarios where he probably shouldn't even play, but. Um, so it's it's just too many things that could go wrong with the number being so high because he is Patrick Mahomes. I couldn't get there on the over, you know, which means I lean towards the under like you. You're not crazy after all. There we go. All right. Before we get over to our next round of player props, let me tell everyone about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Make sure you sign up and check out for our, uh, our check out our Patreon page. Uh, sign up for the Patreon and get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first Sports Gambling Podcast Stories podcast. And just for patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. As Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. So get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. August is almost over. And you know what that means? Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is do one live snake draft. That's it. No waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest of the work for you. Try it out. 
With Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football conscious of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, and including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's, again, Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Rod, lead us off to our second round of player props here, my man. What do you got? All right, let's go back to Las Vegas. Let's talk about those Raiders again. Uh, I found one on DraftKings that I am very intrigued about and I think has a very good shot at hitting. Uh, This is for any player uh, to have at least 12 or more rushing or receiving touchdowns. Uh, This one comes in at plus 125 over there on DraftKings. And again, if you look at last season, Devontae Adams did this. He had 14 receiving touchdowns and Josh Jacobs did this. He had 12 rushing touchdowns. So you had two players reach over 12 uh, rushing and or receiving touchdowns. Now, I think that it's at least going to happen with Devontae Adams again. I think Devontae Adams will be the one to cash this prop. Hard press for Josh Jacobs to get back to uh, to 12. But, I mean, he's got the capability of doing it. We've seen Jimmy jo- or Jimmy Jimmy Johnson. I'm in NASCAR mode. Uh, you guys are in basketball mode. I'm in NASCAR mode. Uh, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo uh, obviously play with some very good running backs over the course of his career with the San Francisco 49ers. But they don't always get into the end zone. So it wasn't as if Jeff Wilson was getting. He had six was the most he ever had on one given uh, uh, part. So, I mean, it, it's not necessarily conducive of, of Jimmy Garoppolo and um, and somebody getting more than 12 touchdowns. But Devontae Adams is very well the one that I think that can get this. Like I said, he had 14, obviously, in his first season with the Raiders. Uh, Or 11 the last year with Green Bay. But before that, he had 18. So And then 13, and then 10, and then 12. He has had double-digit touchdowns in all but three of his uh, career years. So, again, I think this is a very easy for him to at least get 12. He got 14 last year. He can hit 12 again. Um, but if Josh Jacobs does manage to get uh, another big workload, even with Jimmy G behind or in front of him, um, he could very well do this too. So I think you're, you're betting on either one of those guys to, to get this done. Everybody else would be fun if, if it happened, but I don't think Hunter Renfro is going to get to 12. Uh, obviously Darren Waller's gone. So there's not necessarily that threat there. It was Devonte Adams with 14 last year. Mark Collins had four. Waller had three. Renfro had two. Foster Moreau had two. So, I mean, basically, it's like Devonte Adams or bust. Um, but you're getting a good plus money number on the possibility of Josh Jacobs scoring this for you as well. I mean, you take a uh, take a look at Josh Jacobs alone. Like going back to the 2020 season, he had 12 rushing touchdowns. Uh, go to that next year, 2021. He played in 15 of the 17 games, had nine touchdowns. I mean, it was a possibility that if he would have played all 17 games, that would have been another season where he possibly could have got 12 touchdowns. He only needed three more. Uh, in, I mean, I say only three more, but I mean, for a guy that's consistently found the red zone uh, or the end zone, I should say, in his career, I think this is definitely a possibility. But um, you're pretty much banking on Devontae Adams just to kind of repeat the success that he's had throughout his career um, and do what he did last season. Not only that, but throughout his career, even when he was with green Bay. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those two guys uh, definitely that gets it done here for, uh, for the Raiders. And again, like we mentioned, they're going to be playing from behind a lot, right? So that means they're going to have to score touchdowns. And and again, um, when you talk about who's going to score for this team, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs are the, are the two guys that, that, you know, are at the front of the line for this Raiders team here, Chris. Yeah, real simple, short. I think that's a – I really like that one. I was really close to pulling the trigger um, on Jacobs just by itself to get his rushing touchdowns, which I like a lot. But as you kind of just alluded to, you know, if this is the potential they could be playing from behind, maybe they don't play from behind every single game, though. So he still gets – you know, like they, they run the ball and he gets his fair allotment of carries. Maybe it's similar to, to the number that he got last year, and we see, a, you know, a duplicate performance from him. So I'll just, you know, throw in that. But, yeah, I like the, I like the play a lot, right? All right, Chris, take us over to player problem number two, my man. What do you got? So let's get into a little bit of the pass catchers. I'm going with Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, 
another guy, I, you know, fingers crossed. I need him to stay on the field. I need him to stay healthy. Uh, he went down with the hamstring injury for people who may, you know, may not remember uh, last year. It was actually in the season opener. He missed the first five games. He missed the next five games after that. He aggravated the injury after he came back in week seven and missed another two games. Uh, all that, and then he still finished the last eight games with 83 targets, 60 catches, 675 yards, and four touchdowns. To, to put those num to quantify those numbers, only Justin Jefferson, which we know is elite, right, um, saw more targets than than Keenan Allen did over the last eight weeks of the season, and no other wide receiver caught more passes than he did. So I think you know just kind of picking up where where he left off is going to be it's going to be huge. Um, the Chargers didn't make a lot of they were one of the teams that didn't make a lot of changes to their roster, um, but instead they made changes to their coaching staff which means that we could see some of the things that were successful last year, you know, of course, be successful for this Chargers team again. And I like the, I like the, the subtraction of getting uh, Joe Lombardi out of there and that stale offense that he had and more so bringing in, you know, Kellen Moore, who was, for people who don't know, where was the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, um, you know, for a, the last few years, last five or six years. So um, I think this will open up, uh, you know, the playbook for them just a tad bit more. Um, just finding different ways to kind of get him the ball. Um, he will have Mike Williams, who also got injured last year as well. Um, three of the four, uh, just going back, hitting on the point of Keenan, uh, Kellen Moore again, three of the four Cowboys offenses were ranked uh, top 10 in both pass attempts and yards um, in his time as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I went back and forth a little bit between, uh, between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams because – uh, neither one of them played the full season like I talked about. And there is also first-round pick uh, Quentin Johnston out of uh, TCU, yeah. I think, um, mm -hmm. who will compete a little bit for targets as well. But, you know, Keenan Allen is 6'3", 210 pounds. I like his ability to be able to get outside and make some plays. Um, plus, if you just look at the Chargers' offense, they were in top seven last year in wide receiver catches and yards. Um, and I think so. I think there'll be plenty of balls to kind of go around. Uh, give me, give me Keenan Allen over the number of eight hundred seventy-five and a half uh, receiving yards, minus one ten. So I'm not laying too much juice. I'm going BetMGM. Look, I mean, he's a target machine. I mean, you just kind of just go back and look at his targets uh, throughout his career, um, especially since the Chargers came over to L.A. I don't know if that was an effect or something, but um, uh, he's been relatively healthy, Chris. I mean, going back to the 2017 season, and I'll just kind of quickly read off his game played. So 16, 16, 16, 14, 16 last, sorry, 2021. And last season was the year where he did miss seven games. But you have to go all the way back to 2016 season where he missed. Uh, he played in one game and, and he missed the rest of the season. So you just look at his targets. I mean, it's just incredible to see how many targets this guy gets. So um, and he's done it um, more times than not in his career. Uh, I think that he's uh, definitely going to get over this number. I don't hate his receptions over as well. And again, I think the great point and, and, and another reason why I do like another player, probably I'll get to uh, mine here in a second, is um, Kellen Moore, like you mentioned, right? Because I think that this is really going to give this offense um, the success, I guess we can say, that the Cowboys had when he was there uh, offensively was just astronomical. And I think that, uh, this offense is going to be clicking on all, all cylinders this upcoming season. Now, now if that wide receiving group can stay healthy, like you mentioned with Keenan Allen, with with Quentin Johnson coming out of TCU, Mike Williams has been consistent as well, and you have a freak of a nature in Austin Eckler uh, in your backfield and a and security blanket in Gerald Everett, I, I think that, again, this is a, a great possibility for uh, for Keenan Allen to have a big year for the Chargers. Where leads to mine, um, I took another quarterback prop here. This is my first time taking a second quarterback prop. I think this guy might just have an MVP year and might just win the MVP. Justin Herbert, I'm going over on his passing yards, 4,400 and I want to say it was 50 and a half. Um, yeah. And it's everything that we just kind of talked about, right, with Kellen Moore coming over. Um, and just Justin Herbert is no question a top five quarterback in this league. Some may argue top three. But, uh, you know, to be safe here, top five, uh, he's definitely up there uh, with the Joe Burrows of the world, with the Patrick Mahomes of the world's uh, Justin Herbert's right up there. So you take a look at what he's done. His first three seasons uh, as an NFL um, quarterback, rookie year, 15 games he played in, 4,336 yards. If he would have played in that last game, he definitely would have gotten over this number. 2021, 5,014 uh, passing yards last season. 
4,739 yards. And we know he has a big arm. Um, he can get the touchdown passes. I think this is going to be a huge year for Justin Herbert. Um, their, their, their schedule of pass defenses, um, it's a little tough, but it's right around league average. They do play a they do play about f- five different teams with past defenses that are ranked 25th or worse. They play the Vikings. You get the Raiders twice within the division. Uh, you have the Bears. Uh, you have the Lions. Uh, you also again have the Raiders as well. Um, and again, the Packers. Uh, their past defense ranked number 19 as well. And again, that Week One game. Despite the Dolphins having a great uh, defense, that might that game might just turn into a shootout as well. So, um, again, health is always a concern, but uh, he's been more healthy than he has not. I think he's only missed one game uh, in his entire career. And it kind of go back. I think this was last season. I think it was a Thursday night football game where he had that that rib injury, um, and he just gutted it out. I mean, there was a fourth down throw that he made with that injury, and oh my god, it was just so incredible to watch. So we we know the guy. Um, he's gonna stay in there, and it'll probably take him a blown knee or him to be on one leg to for this guy to come out of the game. Uh, but I like Justin Herbert. I, I I got down on some Justin Herbert to win MVP this upcoming season. I think Kellen Moore is gonna be absolutely outstanding for this defense. Uh, sorry for this offense for this upcoming season here. Uh, Rod, both thoughts on Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert, or even this Chargers offense in general. Well, and that's the thing about this chart. The Chargers, people sleep on the Chargers because they're not necessarily as flashy as everybody else that's in there. And they're not the Bills. They're not the Chiefs. The, so for betters, that's kind of a good area for you to kind of pounce on because, you know, these teams that are good teams that have great talent and, and people just kind of forget about it because they don't have the flashy name. Justin Herbert does not have the same sort of appeal as, as a Patrick Mahomes, yet he's still as good and still talked about amongst the better quarterbacks in the league so books kind of sometimes they buy the hype too i mean i know they look at the numbers but they also sort of say well well, okay but it's justin herbert so um i I do like the angle on that and then for any of his pass catchers right even like keenan allen or all these guys that kind of get slept on too uh kellen was like all these guys get slept on so uh, i like both of the angles for you guys uh, on the chargers so like i said i think they're overlooked all right let's get into our last round of player props here rod lead us off my man Speaking of overlooked and Joey Bosa is on that Chargers team. Uh, I know, I know that people love the Bosa brothers and I think Nick is far superior to Joey, not just because he's on my Niners, but because I just think that's what it is. Uh, but brother Joey, his sack total is set at nine and a half. I'm going to take the under on this one and it's going to be uh, probably an unpopular opinion. This is at minus minus one ten. Uh, but Joey Bosa coming off of an injury, right? Uh, he had two and a half sacks last season altogether, uh, but he only played in five games. He started four of those. And I understand if you really wanted it to get, you know, if you wanted to take the over on this one, I feel you. He's done it three times, four times rather in, uh, in seven seasons. So it seems like that's the smarter bet, right? But this year, it's a little bit different in the AFC West for him, right? He does have Russell Wilson, who Chris has already said has been sacked nine ways to Sunday. And I get that. I understand mm-hmm. that. But Patrick Mahomes barely ever gets sacked, right? Justin Herbert actually still barely gets sacked. And now he's got Jimmy Garoppolo who that dude barely ever gets sacked like 20 sacks, 30 sacks in his career. It's not that much. He's always among the lowest sacked quarterbacks in the league. Jimmy knows how to escape. He may not always make the perfect throw on the run, but he doesn't necessarily get taken down very often. And not just that, They also play against Josh Allen this season, who doesn't necessarily get sacked very often. Um, They're playing against Aaron Rodgers, who we all know doesn't get sacked very often. Jared Goff almost never gets sacked. Uh, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gets sacked quite a bit, but their schedule is not necessarily indicative of of teams with quarterbacks that get sacked, whether it's the offensive line being good for those teams or just quarterbacks very much knowing how to evade because they're built to evade the pass rushers like Joey Bosa and uh, anybody else that's on there like Frank Clark or anything like that. Right. So um, the AFC West knows that they have to avoid pass rushers, which is why they have the quarterbacks that they do and the offensive lines that they do. So I don't know that Joey's going to get to 10 sacks this season. He may get to eight. He may get to nine, but I don't know if he's going to get to double digits this season. It's, it's not as if he clears it by a ton, even when he does right? You look back, he's got 10 and a half sacks in 2016. He did get 12 and a half in 2017, but that was a hell of a year. For him, that was an all pro year for him. 11 and a half as well in uh, in 2019 and then 10 and a half in 2021. All of those is absolutely balls out years for him. He's coming off an injury. 
may get off to a slower start. So that means that a few more games that he won't get sacks. But uh, yeah, I'm taking Joey Bosa's under nine and a half sacks here at minus 110. Let's not forget, he also has to contend with Khalil Mack now to fight for those sacks as well on the other side with uh, uh, with Joey Bosa. And again, it goes back to the health concern with him when we talk about guys, you know, especially defensive guys. I know TJ Watt has dealt with injuries as well and some of these past rushers. And Joey Bosa pops up at the top of the list. It's unfortunate because... I mean, he has the potential definitely to be a defensive player of the year, but it's just he's always rattled by injuries. But now defensively, um, Khalil Mack, you have to, you know, contend with that as well. So they're going to have to, you know, split those sacks or, no, not, I guess, again, Khalil Mack, we know throughout his career has been able to be that guy. So, again, um, at what, nine and a half, you said the number was, uh, Rod? So um, he's done it. We've seen him do it. But, again, I think with now Khalil Herbert there, or sorry, uh, Khalil um, uh, Mack there, um, he had eight sacks himself last season. He's a guy that can get into double-digit sacks as well. So I think they're going to – again, that just kind of takes away from the number of sacks that uh, Joey Bosa is def- uh, going to get uh, this upcoming season for the Chargers. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy uh, because, again, this team definitely has the potential on both sides of the football. Does this Chargers team? It's just about um, the head coaching ju- their head coaching just getting their uh, his head on straight. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Joey Bosa upcoming season? Well, I, I didn't have any any, you know – deep thoughts on it, but the way Rob kind of presented it, 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 it made me wanted to buy in a little bit. If I, you know, I was just watching, I'd be like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I love that, you know, he just kind of went into it and broke down the, the quarterbacks that he'll play against. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, well, the quarterbacks that he'll play against and the defenses that uh, the offensive lines that'll be there to protect those quarterbacks. So, and then you, you, you throwing in Khalil Mack being there as well. You know, if he might just be frustrated because he could potentially get to the quarterback and Khalil Mack's on the other He's side. He's already there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a tad bit slow. You know, he just beat his man and would have got a sack if Khalil Mack's not on the other side. So um, for all those reasons, I would only look towards the under on that number as well. All right. Uh, Chris, take us over to your last player problem, man. What do you got? So I'm not going to overthink this one. Uh, we're going tight end. We're going to Kansas City, and we're looking at Mr. Travis Kelsey. Um, I like his yards. Uh, I think you could probably play it, you know, any any type of way. And I know, you know, if you gave out some great numbers for for taking, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes under on his passing yards, but I like Travis Kelsey over on his actual receiving yards. The numbers, uh, 1,075, I think is what I saw. Doesn't uh, make sense. <laughs> right. I can't, you know, one plus one equals two. We talk about it all the time, you know, minus 112 over on FanDuel. Besides the fact that Kelsey is, uh, you know, over this number in five straight seasons and six of the last seven, he's the best quarterback in the league's favorite, most reliable weapon, right? So, that, like I said, not not really overthinking it. Um, the also, you, you you just look at what the, what the Chiefs lost. Two of their top receivers. Juju's gone. Uh Marco Hartman is gone as well. Um, and Kelsey, 150 targets last season, man, with those two guys on the team before losing them. He's just a big body, uh, elite route runner, um, above average hands, and knows how to use the middle of the field, maybe better than any other player, or at least arguably better than any other player. Um, so as long as he stays upright, as long as, you know, uh, you know, you got Mahomes back there throwing him the ball, I'm not going to, you know, beat this one too too much. But, yeah, give me Kelsey over the 1,075 uh, and a half receiving yards, minus 112 over on FanDuel. He's done it every single season since Mahomes took over as a quarterback. I mean, that's all you're going to get out of me as far as that. I'm not going to – I can't argue against uh, taking the Kelsey uh, over just because, again, number one, consistent, healthy, done it every single season with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So not much more for me to add. Rod, anything else? I don't know what they were thinking. I honestly – like, I did, what were they doing? Were they just kind of saying, well – Okay, we'll we'll give these guys a freebie because that's what they gave you. They gave you a freebie. It might be a good ladder opportunity here, Chris. I mean, if you find able to find 1,200, 1,200, um, even if you want to go up to thirteen hundred, because he's done it twice uh, since the twenty eighteen season. I think you might maybe some value there on uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, all right, for my last player prop here, I am going to go over. I'm going to give some optimism here to the uh, Denver Broncos side of the offense, at least. Um, and I thought this number would have been a lot higher than it was. Uh, when I saw it, um, Corlin Sutton over 650 and a half receiving yards. Um, I know last season I took him to get at least 1,000 uh, receiving yards, thinking that Russell Wilson's here and uh, that he would have a successful season. He did end up with 829 receiving yards last season, um, and he played in 15 of the 17 games last season. So, again, if he would have played maybe all 17, he would have gotten there. But 
he's gone over this number in four out of the five seasons that he's played and he's been healthy um in the seasons that he's played right i know 2020 he only played in one game he got injured in that first game and missed the rest of the season but going back to his rookie year 704 receiving yards um 2019 1112 2021 776 and then last season 829 which was an absolute debacle that we talked about um with Nathaniel Hacken, how bad that offense was for the Denver Broncos. So I, I think that, again, Corlin Sutton's uh, a, a big physical receiver, 6'4", 216 yards. It gives, I'm oh, sorry, 216 pounds. It gives um, Russell Wilson a, a huge target here. I think that they probably built that rapport over the last couple or for going back from last season and not having a, or now having a full offseason as well with Corlin Sutton. And getting to play, uh, what, 15 games last season with him. So it almost seems like he doesn't even have to play all 17 games for this to cash. If he does this, I think he could get it done in 14, 15 games for uh, the Denver Broncos. So I thought this number was really conservative for Corlin Sutton. So over 650 and a half receiving yards uh, for Sutton for this upcoming uh, season here, Chris. Yeah, I can't can't make an argument against it. Two words uh, for Mimunov, Sean Payton. Right. I think yeah. I think that cuts down the the number of uh, sacks that that and, and realistically, if Russell Wilson doesn't get sacked 55 times last season, Sutton probably catches a few more passes and gets, over, you know, and it's more yards for him as well. So I think the offense gets fixed. Like we said earlier in the pot, I don't know how much it gets fixed, though. Right. So I don't know. Like, it's not enough for me to trust Russell Wilson go, going back to what Rob was saying. But I do think that his, you know, he's going to have some receipt. And that's the other thing, like with Russell Wilson, because he's been in so many run heavy offenses, you're not going to see his wide receivers with extremely high numbers. So that that creates value for us as betters um, to be able to go in here and snatch some of these lower numbers, you know. Yeah, and just an updated number now. Instead of the six fifty and a half, I see uh, DraftKings had it at that number. Now it's up to seven hundred and a half, but FanDuel has it at six hundred seventy five and a half. So uh, a little bit of adjustment there, about twenty five yards. But again, uh, still like it. I think this guy will definitely get into the range of seven or eight hundred yards here for this upcoming season. Here, Rod. He had TK uh, or T uh, TY and and uh, DK. T- wait, no, hold on, Tyler, Tyler and DK. Back in the day, he knows yeah. how to support a couple of good uh, thousand yard receivers. So, um, you know, it's not out of the realm of his possibilities. He obviously likes Sutton better than Judy, which to most fantasy uh, managers chagrin that tends to happen every year. They draft Judy higher than than Sutton. And next thing you know, Sutton's getting all the love. I think that corrected itself this year. But yeah, I, I think Sutton will have the bigger year out of the two. And I, I could see him getting at least 850 to 900 yards. All right, so that is going to be our last round of player props. One order of business left. That is going to be our best bets for this AFC West division. Uh, Rod, lead us off with your best bet for the AFC West. Yeah, so uh, take a look over there on DraftKings. It should be under the team specials uh, or, or somewhere in that vicinity. Any player for the Raiders to have at least 12 or more rushing or receiving touchdowns, uh, that's at plus 125. Again, if it's not Devontae Adams, I think it'll be Josh Jacobs. And vice versa. They may even both get to 12. That'll be fun for the Raiders to have that uh, explosive offense again. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you mentioned it, right? Devontae Adams has done it more times than not in his career, dating back to the days with the Packers. Obviously, we know we had Aaron Rodgers, but again, last season he got it done as well. His first season with the Raiders with Derek Carr there. And again, Josh Jacobs, like I mentioned, um, done it twice already in his career. Could have possibly done it Um when he had nine rushing touchdowns with two games left that he didn't play in because of injury. But yeah, I mean, those, when you talk about, like I mentioned, when you talk about the Raiders offense, those two guys are your front uh, two names uh, for you to score touchdowns. And again, they're going to be playing from behind a lot uh, this upcoming season. I think this will probably be Devontae Adams getting over this number uh, for sure. Chris, best bet for the AFC West, man. What do you got? Yeah, and to, to Rod's point with his prop, I mean, this this division is going to score. you got to score points, and you got scoring points equals touchdowns. So that's even more of a reason to like Rod's play. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, but I, I keep it simple. Give me Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Give me the over uh, 1,075 uh, and a half receiving yards. Uh, not not too much I want to regurgitate about that one. Uh, just, you know, check the numbers. Check the reliability. See, Make sure you check who his quarterback is. Uh, hasn't changed any. See the weapons that they've lost. <laughs> I could just keep going, but I won't. Give me Travis Kelsey over there, over the number. Uh, just laying a little bit of juice. Uh, Twelve cent over on FanDuel. 
Hey, when it's hit 100% since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, you can't uh, get away from that. And again, it seems like the book just hasn't adjusted that number. So not going to argue with uh, Travis Kelsey uh, there. Uh, my best bet, um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Cortland Sutton. I, I really like that. The number is too low here. Uh, 675.5 over at FanDuel, minus 112. Um, again, like I mentioned, he's done it in his career. Uh, the three out of the four years he's been uh, in the league. Obviously, the one year he didn't, he only played in one game because he sustained a season-ending injury for the Denver Broncos. But now... Talked about Sean Payne coming over and installing his offensive system here for the Denver Broncos. You expect Russell Wilson to be better than he was last season. But I don't think it could get any worse uh, for him, for Russell Wilson. But again, I think that 6'4", 216-pound target for Russell Wilson. I think, again, I think that Sutton, even if he plays in the realms of 14 to 15 games this season, I think he definitely will get over this number. I think he definitely will be a 700-yard receiver at minimum uh, for this upcoming season for the Denver Broncos. All right, that is going to do it for this AFC West uh, season-long player props preview. Uh, Six divisions down. We have two left uh, for the prop cast. And again, like I mentioned, we'll get into maybe some some fun stuff uh, the week before the NFL season. Rod, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, sir. I think we well and thoroughly covered this AFC West. Super exciting. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can find all the work that I'm doing across the SGPN and beyond right there. And uh, yeah, let's have some more fun as we break down the rest of these divisions. Yes, sir. Uh, Chris, anything else? Pleasure doing a podcast with you guys as always, man. Really enjoyed it. Uh, like like we said, we finally got into you know a little bit of the meat and the potatoes. Then we had the preseason prop prop casts out the way now we you know starting to get some traction so it's really 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 cool really really fun uh you know breaking down uh this division looking forward to wrapping up as well uh follow my work uh over on twitter as well crispy captain two p's two ends oh one more thing i'd be remiss not to give a huge shout out to my commanders for ending the 24 game winning oh, yes, streak. Sir. We won our Super Bowl yesterday, and the regular season does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I was on the commanders last night and in, in, in big ways, and they did definitely get it done. That that line was a little a little bit of it smelled a little bit, but uh they had to come from behind in in, in fashion and they did get the job done. So uh yeah, they were celebrating like it really was their Super Bowl yesterday for the commanders, but hey. That's because it was, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, you, you're breaking a winning streak of 24 games in a row. I don't care if it's a preseason or not, but, I mean, look, uh, that's an accomplishment in itself. So congrats to the commanders on getting that job done against the Ravens. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Like I said, we'll be back next week for the final two divisions. We have the NFC North and I believe the NFC South left. So we'll dig into those two divisions next week. Um Sorry, the AFC North and the NFC South, I believe, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so if you haven't already, six divisions down. Like I mentioned, plenty of time. Get to all the divisions. They're about 40 to 50-minute pods. You get through it. Come cash with us. We've had a great first two seasons through this propcast on our season-long player props. Uh, just collect the money at the end of the season, uh, and hopefully we can put some more money in your guys' pockets this upcoming season. All right. Good luck with your bets uh, this week. Enjoy the games. We'll be back next week. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride.